Ihya Lamadin by Imam Ghazali Chapter 4 Prayer Prayer is the pillar of religion and safeguard and the root of religious belief, the chief of religious actions. This chapter is divided into seven sections. Section 1 The Excellence of Prayer Excellence of Azan The Prophet said, Three people will remain on the Day of Judgment on the mountain of Black Musk. There will be no fear of account and they have no anxiety till they become free from what is near men. Number 1. One who recites Quran to seek the pleasure of God and who leads the prayer of the people who remain pleased with him. Number 2. One who proclaims Azan in a mosque for the pleasure of God and calls the people toward the path of God. Number 3. One who is given trouble in the world regarding his livelihood but does not give up the actions of the people of the next world in searching it. The Prophet said, if a man, jinn or anything, hears the azan of a muazzin, he will testify for him on the day of judgment. The Prophet said, the hand of the merciful remains on the head of the muazzin till he finishes his azan. The Prophet said, God says, if a man calls towards God and does good, who is better than him in preaching? This was revealed due regarding a muazzin. The Prophet said, When you hear Azan, say what Muazzin say. Say at the time of Hayya al there is no might and strength except God. When he says prayer has begun, say, May God establish the prayer and keep its tongue so long as the heaven and the earth exist. When at the time of Fajr prayer it is recited, Prayer is better than sleep, say that you have spoken the truth and you have spoken good and given admonition. Say when the Azan is finished, O God, Lord of this perfect invitation and ever-living God, grant position, means and honor to Muhammad and raise him up to the glory to which you have promised him. The Excellence of Compulsory Prayer God says, Prayer is compulsory on the believers at the appointed times. The Prophet said, God has made compulsory for his servants prayers for five times. If a man observes them and does not leave anything out of their duties, there is a covenant for him from God and that he will admit him in paradise. If a man does not observe them, there is no covenant from God for him. If he wishes, he may punish him and if he wishes, he may admit him in paradise. The Prophet said, Prayer five times is like a flowing canal of pure water by the side of one's house. He takes bath five times daily in it. Will you see any impurity on his body? The people said no. The Prophet said, as the water removes impurity, the prayer for five times removes sins. The Prophet said, prayer for five times removes the sin of a man till he does not commit major sins. The Prophet said, the distinction between us and the hypocrites is our presence at the morning and the night prayers and their absence at these two prayers. The Prophet said, If a man meets God after destroying his prayers, God will not look towards his virtues. The Prophet said, Prayer is the pillar of religion. He who gives up destroys that pillar. The Prophet once was asked, Which action is the best? He said, To pray at the appointed times. The Prophet said, 
If a man protects his prayers for five times with full ablution at appointed times, these will be proof and light for him on the day of judgment. He who destroys his prayer will rise with Fir'aun and Haman. The Prophet said, Prayer is the key to paradise. He said, God has not made anything compulsory dear to him for his servants after Tawheed, then prayer. Had there been anything better than it, he would have fixed it for the angels. They took from him the organs of prayer. Some make bow, some prostrate, some stand and some sit. The Prophet said, He who gives up prayer intentionally becomes an infidel, that means a kafir. In other words, he becomes near coming out of faith as his firm tie becomes loose and his pillar falls down just as when a man comes near a town, it is said that he has reached the town and entered it. The Prophet said, he who gives up prayer intentionally becomes free from the covenant of Muhammad. The Prophet said, O Abu Huraira, enjoin on the members of your family to pray as you can't conceive, wherefrom God will supply your provision. Excellence of Fulfilling the Duties of Prayer The Prophet said, Compulsory prayer is like a scale. He who measures out in full takes full. The Prophet said, If two men of my followers stand in prayer, it seems that their prostrations are the same, but the spirit of their prayer is like the distance of the heaven and the earth. He hinted at the fear of God. The Prophet said, God will not look to a man on the day of judgment who does not make his backbone erect between his bow and prostration. The Prophet said, If a man turns his face towards another direction in prayer, God will turn his face into that of a donkey. The Prophet said, If a man says prayer at its appointed time, establishes ablution and makes his bow and prostration perfect and has got the fear of God, it will become bright and rise upwards and say, May God guard you as you have guarded me. If a man does not pray at the appointed time, does not make ablution well, and does not make perfect his ruku and prostration and the fear of God, it will become dark and rise upwards and say, May God destroy you as you have destroyed me. God will keep it folded as an old cloth is kept folded, the Prophet said the word thief applies to one who steals in prayer. Excellence of praying in congregation, that is Jama prayers. The Prophet said the reward of prayers in congregation is 27 times more than the prayer said alone. The Prophet did not see once some people joining prayer in congregation and said, I wish that I should give orders to someone to lead the prayers and oppose those who have not joined prayers and burn their houses. In another narration, I oppose those people who do not pray in congregation and the order that their houses should be burnt with fuel. If a man amongst them had known what rewards there are in night prayers, he would have surely been present at night prayers. There is in Hadith. He who remains at night prayer, there is in Hadith, He who remains at night prayer prayed as if it were half the night. He who remains present in the morning prayer prayed as if he prayed the whole night. The Prophet said, He who prays 
in congregation fills up his neck with divine service, Hazrat Sa'id bin Musayib said, I reached the mosque before the Azan for 20 years consecutively. The sage Waseh said, I want three things in the world, such a brother who will keep me straight if I become crooked, such livelihood that can be earned without begging, and such a prayer in congregation of which the faults are forgiven to me and the excellence is written for me. Hazrat ibn Abbas said, He who does not respond to the Azan does not hope for good and no good is expected from him. The Prophet said, If a man prays in congregation for 40 days and does not lose even takbir, God writes for him two salvations, one salvation from hypocrisy and another from hell, the excellence of prostration. The Prophet said, There is nothing except secret prostration which can take one near God. The Prophet said, There is so much, there is no such Muslim whom God does not give a rank in lieu of his prostration and remove one sin from him. The man asked the Prophet, Pray that I may be included within the party of your intercession so that he may give me mercy of your intercession in paradise. The Prophet said, One who prostrates will gain the nearness of God as God says, Prostrate and seek nearness. God says there are signs in their foreheads as an effect of prostration. It is said that this sign is affected as a result of dust that is attached to their forehead at the time of prostration. Some say that it is the light of the fear of God as it is expressed outwardly from a secret place. This is the correct view. Some say that it is the light that will be seen on their foreheads on the day of judgment on account of ablution. The Prophet said, when a man prostrate, the devil goes away from him weeping and saying also, he has been ordered to prostrate and he has prostrated, so there is paradise from him. I have been ordered to prostrate, but I did not obey it, and there is hell for me. It is narrated that Khalif Abdul Aziz used to not make prostration except on the ground. Abu Huraira said, prostration takes a servant near God and he makes invocation at that time. The excellence of the fear of God. God says, pray to remember me. God says, do not be one of the heedless. God says, don't come near prayer when you are intoxicated till you do not understand what you say. Some say that intoxication means great anxiety. Some say that it means attachment to the world. There are many worshippers who do not drink wine, but they do not know what they say in prayers. The Prophet said, If a man prays two rakats without any thought of the world therein, his past sins are forgiven. The Prophet said, Prayer is the embodiment of modesty, humility, repentance, raising of hands and utterance of God, entreaties, and the utterance of God, of words, O God, O God, he who does not do it is a cheat. There is an earlier scripture that God said, I don't accept the prayer of everyone. I accept the prayer of one who humbles himself before my glory, who does not take boost in doing my service and gives food for my sake to the hungry and the poor. I have made prayer compulsory, ordered for Hajj and Tawaf for my remembrance. If you have got no fear of God in your mind, what is the value of your zikr? The Prophet said, when you pray, pray in such a manner that you are bidding farewell. He said, fear God, he will teach you 
God says, fear God and know that you must meet him. The prophet said, he who does not refrain himself from indecencies and evil deeds in prayer keeps away from God. The prayer is monazat or innovation, invocation. How can it be heedless? Hazrat Aisha said, the prophet used to talk with us and we used to talk with him. When the time of prayer came, he did not as if recognize us and we did not also recognize him as we remain busy in declaring the glory of God. The prophet said, God does not respond to the prayer of a man who does not observe it with his mind and his body. When the prophet Ibrahim stood in prayer, the voice of his mind used to be heard for a distance of two miles. When sage Sayyid Tanukhi prayed, his two eyes used to shed tears which flowed down his beard. The prophets once saw a man in prayer sporting his beard and said, if he and his mind had fear of God, his organs would also have the fear of God. It is narrated of Musallam bin Yasir that whenever he wished to pray, he used to say to his family members, you hold the conversation, I will not hear you. It is said that when he was praying in congregational mosque, one corner of the mosque once suddenly fell down, for which the people gathered there, but he could not know until he finished the prayers. When the time for prayer came, the heart of Hazrat Ali used to tremble and his color used to change. He was questioned, O commander of the faithful, what has happened to you? He said it is the time of trust of God which was entrusted to the heavens, the earth and the mountains, but they became fearful of it and refused to bear it. But I am bearing it. It has come to me when Hazrat Zain al-Abidin, the son of Hazrat Hussein, performed ablution, his color used to change. His family members asked him, what troubles you at the time of ablution? He said, don't you see who I'm going to stand in front of? Hazrat Abu, Hazrat Dawood used to say in a munazid, oh my Lord, who lives in your house and from whom you accept prayer, God revealed to him, the man who lives in my house and from whom I accept prayer is one who humbles himself before my glory passes his life in my remembrance, controls his passion for my sake, entertains a stranger and shows kindness to the aggrieved. His light will sparkle like rays of the sun in the sky. I will respond to him if he calls me. If he invokes me, I accept it. I give him patience in his ignorance, re remembrance in his care carelessness, and light in his pride. His smile among people is the smile of Firdaus in the high gardens. His river does not become dry and his face does not become changed. Once Hatim Asim was asked about prayer and he said, When the time for prayer comes, I make ablution, come to the praying place and wait there till my neighbors come there. Then I stand for prayers, face the Kaaba with bridge under my feet, paradise by me, right side and hell by my left side, angel of death behind me and think that this is the last prayer of my life. Then I stand between fear and hope, recite takbir, make ruku with humility, prostrate with fear, and sit on my left waist and spread my soul of my feet and keep my right side of my toes. I don't know whether my prayer has been accepted. Excellence of Mosque and Praying Place God says, those who have got faith in God and the next world inhabit God's mosques. The Prophet said, 
If a man constructs a mosque for God, he constructs for himself a place in paradise. The prophet said, If a man loves mosque, God loves him. He said, When one of you enters a mosque, let him pray two rakat before he sits down. He said, There is no prayer for mosque except inside the mosque. He said, Angels like one of you until he keeps seating in his praying place. He says, O God, send blessings on him. O God, have mercy on him. Forgive him till he keeps his ablution and gets out of the mosque. The prophet said, There will be some people among my followers who will come to the mosque and sit in groups. They will like to talk of this world and its matters. Do not sit with them. God has got no necessity for them. He said, God said in some of his books, Mosques are my houses in this world and my neighbors are those people in them who are in hab who are habituated to go there. Good news is for one who keeps his house pure and then meets me in my house. He said, when you find a man visiting the mosque always, bear witness that he has got faith. He said, random talks inside the mosque consume virtues as animals eat grass. Hazrat Anas said, if a man gives a light in a mosque, angels and the bearers of the throne seek forgiveness for him till the light exists in the mosque. Hazrat Ali said, when a man dies, praying cloth in, in the world and his good deeds raised high in the sky, in the sky weep for him. Then he said, the heavens and the earth did not weep for them and wait for them. Hazrat Ibn Abbas said, the word world weeps for him for 40 days. Section 2. Open Actions in Prayer After the removal of impurities of the body, place and cloth and the places of shame, make ablution facing the Kaaba and keep some space between two feet. Keep your head erect and bend a little and close the eyes. If you cast your look, cast it on your place of prostration during the prayer. Then make niya, then raise both hands up to the ears, uttering Allahu Akbar, God is the greatest. Thereafter, recite the formula, Glory to God, glory to you, O God, there is your praise, and blessed is your name, exalted is your majesty, and there is no deity besides you. I seek refuge in God from the accursed devil, and I begin in the name of God, the most passionate, the most merciful. Then recite the opening cha uh, chapter of the Qur'an, and then at least three verses of the Qur'an. Then saying, Allahu Akbar, bow down and recite three times, Glory to my Lord, the Great. And then fall in prostration on the ground and recite three times, Glory to my Lord, the Great. Then sit down and then again prostrate and recite the formula, as above mentioned, and then stand erect. Thus finish one unit of the prayer. When praying, another unit... In this manner, sit and recite, all invocations are for God and all services and pure things. Peace be upon you, O Prophet of God, and the mercy of God and his blessings. Peace be upon us and on the righteous servants of God. I bear witness that there is no God but God, that Muhammad is his servant and his messenger. Then if you do not pray for such units, make the following invocation, O God, Make Muhammad and his followers of Muhammad successful as you did make successful Ibrahim and his followers. For surely you are the praised Almighty. God, bless Muhammad and the followers of Muhammad as you did bless 
Ibrahim and the followers of Ibrahim. Surely you are the praised, the mighty. Then close up the service followed by an invocation of your choice. Section 3. Internal Conditions Prayer should be observed with humility of the mind. God says, pray to remember me. Presence of mind is opposed to absence of mind or heedlessness. If one is heedless during the prayer, he can say the prayer with the purpose. How can he say the prayer with the purpose of remembering God? God says, don't be heedless. He says, prayer is modesty and humility. Therein, there is injunctions, prohibitions and blocks. The prophet said, if a man does not refrain from thought of absence and evil things, it does not add to it but distance. There are two kinds of prayers of a heedless man. The prophet said, there are many praying men who do not gain anything in their prayer except fatigue and efforts. The prayer of a heedless man has been spoken here. The prophet said, nothing is written for a praying man except what he understands in his prayer. It is special. It especially is that there are entities entreaties and seekings to God in the prayer Munazat with the intention is not considered as Munazat. There are God, God's remembrances in the prayer, Quran reading, bowing, prostration, standing and sitting. God's remembrance means prayer and Munazat to him. Without them its end it ends in voice and tongue. The object of fasting is to bring control the belly and sexual passion or else it ends in depriving the body from food and drink. God, body is tried by the troubles of pilgrimage. Troubles are given to the mind if zakat is paid out of wealth and thus mind is tried. There is no doubt that the object of these religious acts is to remember God. If that object is not attained, then there is no use in prayer as it is very easy to move the tongue with inattention. The objective of the word is to talk and it does not occur except in the mind. It does not exist in the mind without humility of spirit and presence of mind. If you recite in the prayer, show us the right path and if you are inattentive at that time, it is only the movement of your tongue and absolutely nothing else. The object of the Quran reading and God's remembrance is to praise and glorify God and to entreat him and invoke him with the humility of spirit. But if this mind remains absent at the time and does not know what he is present with and whom he is speaking to, it must be understood that this tongue moves only owing to habit, but he is far away from the objective of the prayer to enliven God's remembrance and with that to make firm the tie of faith. Sifian Saori said, The prayer of one who has got no God-fear becomes void. Hassan al-Basri said, The prayer which is not said with the attention hastens towards punishment. The Prophet said, There are many praying men whose prayers are written to the extent of one-sixth or one-tenth. In other words, the portion of the prayer which is said with attention is only written down. Sage Abdul Wahid said, the portion of the prayer which is said with humility of mind is accepted. It, this is the consensus of opinion of all the scholars. In short, earnestness of the mind is the life of the prayer.
life of the prayer and its internal conditions. There are many works signifying the life of prayer, humility of mind, understanding what is said, honor, hope and shame. The meaning of humility or presence of mind is that the action and word must be the same in mind and there should be no other thought inside your mind. Then when there is no other thing inside your mind which is concentrated only to one thing, this is the earnestness or presence of mind. Number two, when mind is not present in prayer, it does not remain idle and is concentrated on thoughts of the worldly affairs with which it is immediately concerned. So there must be firm belief that prayer is a stepping stone to the next world which is everlasting. The presence of mind is gained only when it is realized and the world is considered a merely temporary place to stay and is insignificant. Number three, to understand the meaning of words uttered and to engage intellect and to understand their meanings. The medicine of removing various thoughts that come in mind during the prayer is to cut the root and to remove the reasons which cause different thoughts to come. He who loves a thing remembers a thing. For this reason, he who loves things other than God is not free from being diverted and having thoughts in prayers. Number four, the honor of God is a condition of the mind. It rises out of knowing two things. The first thing is the knowledge of the glory of God. This is the root of faith because the mind of one who does not firmly believe in God's glory is not given encouragement to honor him. The second thing is to think oneself helpless and insignificant. From this knowledge of these two things, helplessness, modesty and fear of God arise and a result and as a result honor for God arises in the mind. Number 5, the fear of God is a condition of the mind which rises out of the knowledge of God's power, God's rewards and God's punishments. You must have the knowledge that if God would have destroyed everything in the past and the present, nothing of his sovereignty would have reduced. He would have been the same. It is to be seen along with that whatever dangers and difficulties God gave to his prophets and his friends, these are different from the ones on those kinds, rulers and emperors. The more the knowledge of God, the more would be the fear of God. Number six, hope in God arises out of firm faith in the knowledge matters, knowledge of God's mercy and gifts, knowledge of God's creations, and the remembrance of paradise through prayer. Number seven, shame arises out of knowledge of neglect in divine service and inability to fight for God. Human mind becomes humble in proportion to the certainty of faith of that person. For this reason, Aisha said, the prophet talked with us and we talked to him. But when the time of prayer came, he could not recognize us and we did not recognize him. It is narrated that God said to Moses, O Moses, when you want to remember me, remember me in such a way that your limbs tremble and that you hold me dear at the time of remembrance and you remain satisfied. When you remember me, keep your tongue behind your mind when you stand before me, stand before me with a fearful mind like the meanest slave and speak with me with the tongue of a truthful man. God revealed to him, tell your disobedient followers to remember me 
I take oath upon myself that I shall remember the one who remembers me. When Ibrahim stood for prayers, the voice of his heart was heard for a distance of two miles. An individual will be forgiven in the next world according to the qualities of his mind and not of his body. Nobody will get salvation except profitable medicine for making the mind humble. Know, O dear readers, that a believer will declare God's glory and fear Him and hope in Him and be ashamed to Him for his sins. After his faith, a believer will not be free from these conditions. Although the strength of the mind will be according to the strength of his faith, yet there is no other case except following ones for the absence of his mind, random thoughts, heedlessness, absence of mind in muzazat, and absent-mindedness in prayer. This heedlessness in prayer arises out of engagements of the minds in various thoughts. The medicine of keeping the mind present is to remove all the thoughts and primarily to remove the roots of these thoughts. There are two bases for this root and the external root. The external root. Thought catches what the eye hears and the eye sees and the mind turns towards that thought. This causes to produce other thoughts. So the root of this thought is I and then the root of one thought is another thought. He whose knee is fine and aim high cannot be diverted by what occurs in his organs or his limbs, but he is weak and falls prey to these things. Its medicine is to cut off the roots and to shut the eyes, to pray in a dark room, not to keep anything in front which may attract attention, and not to pray in decorated place or painted praying cloth. For this reason, the sages used to do divine service in the dark, narrow and unspacious rooms. Internal Root Internal root is very difficult. The thoughts of worldly matters are not confined to one subject. It goes from one thought to another. If they shut their eyes, it does not do them any benefit. The way to remove them is to take, one, take one's mind to understand what is recited in the prayer and to stick to it after giving up all the other thoughts. The prophets once told Usman bin Ali Shaiba, I forgot to tell you the, to cover the screens of vegetated colors in the room because they should remain nothing in the room which can divert attention from the prayer. If the rise of the thoughts is not stopped by this method, then there is another easy one to prevent it. This is to cut off the root cause of the disease. It has been narrated that Abu Zaham presented a valuable dress of different colors to the Prophet. He put it on and said, The prayer. Afterwards, he took it off and said, Take it to Abu Zaham as it diverted my attention from the prayer. The Prophet had a ring of gold in his hand before it was unlawful. He threw it away when he, saw, he was on the pulpit and said, My sight has fallen on it. It is said that Hazrat Abu Talha once prayed in his own garden, which pleased him so much that he forgot how many rakat he had prayed. He mentioned it to the Prophet and said, O Prophet of God, I wish to gift this garden. The Prophet said, Give it to whom you like. Once a man was praying in his garden in which dates were hanging. It pleased him so much that he forgot how many rakat he had play, prayed. He mentioned it to Hazrat Usman who said, Spend it in the way of God. Hazrat Usman purchased it for 50,000 coins. 
Thus, they would cut off the root of their thoughts and expiated the loss in prayers. This is the medicine for cutting the root of the disease of the mind. To bring sexual passion under temporary control is not so benefiting. Its root cause is to cut off everything that baffles the whole prayer. The following illustration is given. In a certain tree, numerous sparrows used to make tremendous noise as they had their nests in the tree. A traveler began to drive them away, being disgusted by this noise. They fled away for the time being, but once again came back and started to make a great noise. If he wants to himself be relieved of this noise permanently, he should cut the tree. The sparrows will make noise till the tree lasts. Similarly, the attachment to a thing may temporarily be removed from the mind, but it will come again and disturb the mind. Attachment to the world is the root of all thoughts, the primary cause of all losses. If one wants a peaceful mind in prayer, he should cut off his attachments to the world. If one is engaged in worldly matters, he should not expect to get taste in invocations of God. Meaning of different items of the prayer azan. When you hear the call to prayer, think of the general call on the day of resurrection and look to your external and internal matters when replying and making haste. Those who respond in haste to this call will get a reply with the mercy on that fearful day. So keep your mind on the azan, meaning, meaning of cleanliness. When you make your praying cloth pure and clean your body of impurities, don't be indifferent to make your mind pure. Make it pure of impure thoughts and thoughts as far as possible. Repent for what you have failed to do and determine not to do it in the future. So make your heart pure as it is the object of sight of your Lord. Meaning of covering the private parts. The meaning of covering the private parts is to cover your private parts from the sight of men. God looks to your heart. So cover the faults of your heart and know that it is not a secret from the sight of God. Your repentance, shame and fear will expiate it. Stand before God just like a fugitive slave who returned to his master, being repentant with the humility of spirit and bend your head down. Meaning of facing the Kaaba The meaning of turning your face towards the Kaaba is to turn your mind towards God after taking it off from all directions and all evil thoughts. Move the external organs to move your secret mind and keep them under control of the mind Keep the face of your mind towards God only with the face of your body. The prophet said, when a man stands in prayer and directs his hope, face and mind towards God, he comes out of his prayer as on the day his mother gave birth to him. Meaning of standing in prayer. Its external meaning is to stand before God with body and mind. You shall bend down your head which is higher than your other limbs. The meaning of this bending down of your head is to bend down your mind, free from all self-conceit and pride. Know that you are standing before the mightiest, greatest emperor. You fear the king, but you don't fear God, although he is fit to be feared the most. For this reason, Hazrat Abu Bakr asked the Prophet, How should we be shameful to God? He said, You should be shameful to God, just as you are shameful to see the most God-fearing man amongst you. Meaning of Niyat Promise firmly that you will respond to God's order through prayer. Make it perfect and make Niyat sincerely for God and keep an eye 
with whom you are speaking secretly, how you talk and for what matter. At this time, you sh your head should perspire, your limbs should tremble and the color of your face should be changed. The meaning of takbir. When your tongue utters a takbir, let not your mind speak falsehood. Your mind should correspond with your tongue in declaring God to be the greatest. If you have got in mind something which is greater than God, God will attest you as a liar. Meaning of open do, opening do's. I turn my face towards the creator of the heavens and the earth. I To turn face towards the Kaaba means to turn it towards God. God exists everywhere and so to turn towards the Kaaba means to turn towards the only subject of your life, towards the Almighty after giving up all things in your life. When you recite, I am not a polytheist, your mind harbors then secret shirk, as God says, if anybody wishes to meet with his Lord, let him do good deeds and do not set up any partners in his divine service. It was revealed with respect to a person who wants divine service and also the praise of men in this world. So take care of this shirk when you utter, My life and my death are for God. Know that this condition is that of a slave who safeguards the existence of his master in lieu of his existence. When you utter, I seek refuge in God, you should give up your low desires and temptations you should then take a firm resolution to take refuge to the fort of God, giving up the fort of the devil. The prophet said, God said, there is no deity, but God is my fort. He who enters my fort is safe from my protection, from my punishment. God protects one who has got no deity, but God. He who takes his low desires as his God lives in front of the devil lives in the fort of the devil and not in the fort of God. Meaning of Quran reading. Regarding this matter, men are of three classes. 1. He who moves his tongue but his mind is heedless. 2. He who moves his tongue and his mind follows his tongue. This is the rank of the fortunate. 3. He whose tongue is directed first towards understanding the meaning and then his mind takes his tongue as his servant tongue will give expression of the mind. Meaning of other things. When you utter, I begin in the name of God, the most compassionate, the most merciful. Seek first the favor of God. When you say, you are the Lord of Judgment Day, understand that there is no sovereignty except God's sovereignty on the day of judgment and fear his judgment. Express your helplessness by saying, you do we worship and understand that religious acts do not make easy except with God's assistance. It is said that when Zarrah bin Auf finished reciting, when the trumpet will be blown, he fell down senseless and died. When Ibrahim Nahi heard the verse, when the skies will rent asunder, he began to shake tremendously. So, read the Quran slowly and attentively so that it becomes easy to understand. The Prophet said, God remains with the praying man till he does not look to and fro. So, it is your duty to protect your head and your eyes. So, it is compulsory on you to restrain your mind in prayer from the thoughts other than that of God. When you look towards any other thing, remember that God sees your condition. 
if you are absent-minded at the time of munazat it is very bad keep the fear of god within your mind hazrat abu bakr used to stand in prayer just like a statue some used to remain in ruku like motionless stones so much so that the birds would sit on their heads the prophet said pray as it is your last prayer and your fa- farewell prayer having in mind fear and shame owing to the defects in your prayer and fear that your prayer may not be accepted and that it may be thrown on your face with your express and secret sins there is a hadith that when a man stands in prayer god lifts up the screens between him and his servant and faces him the angels climb upon his two shoulders and pray in horizon along with him and say amen along with his invocations they spread virtues over the scalp of his head from above the horizon a proclaimer proclaims if this invoker had known to whom he is invoking he would not have looked to and fro the doors of the heavens are opened up for a praying man and god takes pride before his angels for the praying man so the doors of the heaven are opened up for this man and the face of god comes before his face in other words his kashf is opened there is written in the torah o son of adam don't be baffled to stand before me in prayer in weeping state because then i come near your mind and you also see my light unseen he said the softness weeping and victory which a praying man feels in his mind be seek of the advent of god in his mind when god's nearness is not the nearness of space there is no meaning of it except the nearness of mercy guidance and removal of ills god says those believers got salvation who fear god in their prayer then he praised them with the specialty of the prayer it is connected with god fear then he described the qualities of those who got salvation through prayer as god says those who guard their prayers then god says they will inherit inherit the gardens of paradise they will abide therein if tongue is moved with inattention can this reward ever be achieved the praying one will inherit the gardens they will directly see divine light and they will enjoy the happiness of nearness stories of the prayers of god fearing men know dear readers that god fear is the result of real faith and belief he who has keen given it fears god in and out of prayer when he remains alone and when the time of the calls of the nature because he who fears god knows it well that he knows the condition of mind and his sins and faults fear grows in the mind of one who knows this and it is not limited only in prayer it is narrated that a sage did not raise up his head for 40 years being ashamed and fearful of god the saint rabia khasim used to close up his eyes so tightly that people used to think that he was blind he used to go to the house of ibn mas'ud for 20 years whenever his female slave saw him she used to say to her master your blind friend has come at this hazrat ibn mas'ud used to laugh whenever he used to knock at the door the female slave would come to him and see him with eyes closed hazrat ibn mas'ud told him give good news to those who are humble by god had the prophet seen you he would have surely been pleased with you 
One day he went to Ibn Mas'ud to the shop of a blacksmith. When he saw him blowing and fire coming out, he at once fell down senseless. Ibn Mas'ud sat near his head up to the prayer time, but still he did not regain his senses. Then he bore him to the house and he did not recover his senses till the prayer for five times passed away. Ibn Mas'ud sat by his head and said, By God, this is the real fear of God. The saint Ruby said, I did not observe such prayers in which I had other things in my mind except what I uttered and what was said to me. Hazrat Amir bin Abdullah feared God in prayer very much. When he prayed, his daughter beat drums and the women of the household held the conversations, but he did not hear them. One day he was told, Does your mind think of any other thing in prayer? He said, Yes, it thinks about its stay before God and going from this world into another world. He was told, Do you see what we generally see about the affairs of the world? He said, I consider it better that my teeth should go from one side to another than what you see. This is not my attention in prayer. Musallim bin Yasir was one of them. It is said that while he was one day praying within a mosque, one of the corners of the mosque fell down and he did not come to know of it. The limb of a certain pious man was damaged and it required operation, but it was not at all possible. Some said when he prays, he will not be able to feel its pangs. According to, accordingly, the limb was operated while he was engaged in prayer. Some said prayer belongs to the next world. When you enter prayer, you go out of this world. Hazrat Abu Darda said, It is the rule of religion that when a man goes to pray, he should perform all of his necessary things so that his mind becomes free from thoughts. The Prophet said, the prayer of a man is not written except it's one-third, half, one-fourth, one-fifth, one-sixth, or one-tenth. He said, What is said in prayer with understanding is only written down for him. Hazrat Umar once said from the pulpit, The head of two sides of a man become grey, yet he does not observe prayer for the pleasure of God. He was asked, How does it occur? He said, His God-fear, modesty, and his self-surrender for God does not become perfect. Abid Yahya was once asked, What is the meaning of heedlessness in prayer? He said, One who commits mistakes in his prayers and does not know how many rakat he has prayed. The sage Hassan al-Basri said in his explanation, He forgets the time of prayer. Jesus Christ said, God says, my servant gets salvation by observing compulsory duties, but he gains my nearness by doing optional duties. The Prophet said, God says, My servant will not get salvation till he fulfills the compulsory duties. Section 4. The Imamate There are six duties of the Imam before prayer. He shall not be an Imam of the prayer unless they give consent to it. If they defer, an imam should be elected by majority. If the minority are religious and good, their opinion should be followed. There is in hadith the prayer of three people which will not go beyond their heads. A fugitive slave, a woman whose husband is displeased with her, and a imam with whom his people are dissatisfied. There is this hadith, the prayer of these three people will not go beyond their heads. 
The Imam is a guarantee for his followers. When a man is given an option between Azan and Imamit, he should prefer Imamit as the office of an Imam is better than that of a Muazzam. Some people said that Azan is better as there are many merits of Azan, the Prophet said, an Imam is a surety for his followers and a Muazzin is an object of trust. He said, the Imam is an object of trust. When he bends down, the followers bend down, and when he prostrates, they prostrate. When he fulfills the prayer, it is for him and for them as well. If, he, if there is any defect in it, it goes against him and against them as well. For this reason, the Prophet said, O God, show the right path of the Imams and forgive the Muazzins. The Prophet said, Paradise becomes sure for one without account who is the Imam for seven years. He who proclaims Azan for forty years will enter Paradise without account. The Prophet said, Hazrat Abu Bakr and Omar used to fix salary for the Imam. The Prophet said, One day of a just ruler is better than divine service for seventy years. The Prophet said, Your Imams are your intercessors. Your Imams are the representatives of God on your behalf. If you wish to purify your prayer, place in front the best man amongst you. Some earlier sages said, There is no better man after the Prophet. Then he learned, except the praying Imams, as they stand between God and God's servants, some with prophethood, some with learning, some with prayer, the pillars of religion. By this proof, the companions elected Abu Bakr as their Imam. Then they said, We have considered that prayer is a pillar of religion on whom the Prophet was pleased for this prayer. They did not select Bilal as the Prophet selected him for Azan. It is reported that a man asked the Prophet, Give me a clue to such an action which will lead me to prayer. The Prophet said, Be a Muazzin. He said, I can't do it. He said, Then be an Imam. He said, I can't do it. He said, Then pray behind an Imam. The Imam shall observe the times of prayers and shall pray for the pleasure of God in its earliest times. The Prophet said, The Imam who prays at the last time of a prayer does not miss it, but what he misses in its early time is better than the world and everything in the world. It does not good to delay prayer in expectation of a greater number of men. One day there was some delay for the morning prayer on the part of the Prophet when he was on a journey. The companions did not wait for the Prophet when, you, when he made delay in making ablution. The Prophet said, You have done better, do it always. Act as an Imam for the sake of God and fulfill with good manners the trust of God in the other conditions of prayers and act as an Imam with sincere intention and do not take for it remuneration. The Prophet said, Usman bin Affan, appoint such a Muazzin who will not take remuneration for his Azan. Azan guides to the path of prayer and it is better not to receive its remuneration. Hazrat Sufyan said, Pray behind a religious or an irreligious man except behind habituated drunkard or cursed men or one who is disobedient to his parents or an invocator or a fugitive slave. Do not utter takbir till row is arranged straight 
and looked to the right and left. The Prophet said a Muazzin should wait between Azan and Aqamat for so long as an eater eats or a man passes the call of nature, so he prohibited to retain urine and stool. He ordered to finish dinner for the peace of mind before the prayer of Isha. An Imam shall raise his voice in the time of Takbir and other Takbirs as well, but a follower will utter it in a low voice. The Imam has got three duties at the time of the Quran reading in the prayer. He should recite the opening dua and A'uzu Billah in silent voice and recite loudly the Fatiha and the Surah in congressional prayers of Fajr, Isha and Maghrib. One should do it even at the time when he prays alone. When he recites Amin with the voice, the followers will recite it loudly. Section 5. The Merits of Juma Prayer Know, O oh dear reader, that Juma Day is a holy day. God honored Islam therewith and gave glory to the Muslims. God says when there is azan for prayer on Juma day, run towards the remembrance of God and give up buying and selling. The Prophet said, God has made compulsory on you on this day of mine and in this place of mine. The Prophet said, if a man loses three Jumas without any excuse, God puts a seal in his mind. The other narration said, he throws Islam on his back. The Prophet said, Jibreel came to me with a clean mirror in his hand and said, This is Juma. God made it obligatory on you so that it may be a festival for you and after you for your followers. I said, What good there is in it? He said, You have got an auspicious time in it. If a man seeks anything from God at this time, God has promised that he will give it to him. If he is deprived of that, many additional things will be given to him in that connection. If any man wants to save himself from, that e from any evil on that day, God saves him from a greater calamity or like calamity which has been decided and decreed on him. Juma day is the best day to us and we shall call it on the day of resurrection as a day of grace. I asked him, what object is there in calling it a day of grace? He said, Your God has made a valley of paradise of white musk. When Juma day comes, God descends on his throne in Ihyin and sheds his luster, and they look on towards his august face. The Prophet said, The sun rose for the first time on the best Juma. Hazrat Adam was created on that day. He entered paradise on that day. He was thrown into this world on that day and his penance was accepted on that day. He died on this day and the day of resurrection will take on his day. This day is a day of blessing of God. The heavens and the angels have given names to this day. There is hadith that God will release 600,000 men from hell on this day. The prophet said when the Juma day is safe, it is, con it is when a Juma day is safe, all the days of the week remain safe. He said if a man dies on the Juma day or night, the rewards of one martyrdom are written for him and the punishment of the grave is forgiven. Conditions of Juma prayer 
10 rules should be observed on the Juma day. 1. It is better to prepare for the Juma day from Thursday. After Asr of Thursday, turn your attention to invocation, seek forgiveness and tasbih, as the merits of this time are equal to that of the, unauspic of the auspicious unknown time of Friday. Number 2. Make your clothes clean on this day you sent. Keep your mind free from anxieties that may rise up in the free mind on Friday morning. Try to fast on this day as there is great merit in it. Pass Thursday night by reading the Quran and praying. The Prophet said, God shows mercy to the man who rises in the morning and awakes others, takes a bath and causes the bath of others. Number 3. Take a bath in the morning of Friday. The Prophet said, It is obligatory on every mature man to take a bath on Friday. He said, Let one who attends Juma take bath. He said, Let one female or male who attends Juma prayer take bath. Number 4. It is commendable to take recourse to beauty on this day, to take a fine dress to be pure and to use a scent. Regarding purity, clean your teeth, cut your hair, sl slip your moustache and do everything necessary for purity. Hazrat ibn Mas'ud said, If a man manicures his nails on Juma day, God takes out disease from him and gives him a cure therein. Regarding dress, wear a white dress as it is dear to God. To use a turban is commendable, the Prophet said. God and his angels bless those who wear a turban on Juma day. Number 5. It is commendable to go to Congressional Mosque in the morning. The Prophet said, He who goes to Juma in the early part gets the reward of a sacrifice of a camel. When he goes in the second time, gets the reward of a sacrifice of a cow. When he goes to the third time, he gets the reward of a sacrifice of a goat. When he goes to the fourth time, he gets the reward of a sacrifice of a cock. And he goes in the fifth stage, he gets the reward of a charity of an egg. When the Imam gets up for khutbah, the record is folded up and the pen is lifted up. The angels gather together where the pulpit and hear the zikr of God. The Prophet said, there are three things. If the people had known what good there is therein, they would have come to search for it like a camel. Azan, the first row, and going to the Congressional Mosque at dawn. In the first century, the pathway became full of men in the early hours up to dawn. The Prophet used to come out with light and the mosque used to be filled with men like the day of Eid. It became obsolete afterwards. It is said that the innovation of giving up the practice of going to the mosque at dawn first entered Islam. It is a matter of regret that the Jews and Christians go to their synagogues and churches at dawn on Saturday and Sunday respectively and the worldly people go to the markets to buy and sell at dawn but those who seek the next, next world cannot go to the mosque at dawn. Number 6. And ranks of entering a mosque Nobody should go to the first row of the mosque by crossing the necks of men. The Prophet said on the day of resurrection such a man will be made a bridge and people will go over him. Once when the Prophet was reciting the khutbah, he noticed a man that was advancing towards the first row after crossing the necks of men. After finishing the prayer, the Prophet called him and said, O oh, such and such person, what prevented you to pray Juma with me today? He said, O Prophet of God, I prayed with you. The Prophet said, 
Have I not found you cross over the necks of men? He hinted that by this action his prayer was void. In another narration, the Prophet said to him, What prevented you to pray with me? He said, O Prophet of God, have you not seen me? The Prophet of God said, I have seen you coming late and giving trouble to the people. In other words, you have delayed to come at dawn and you have given trouble to those people who are present. Number seven, don't go to the mosque by the front of praying man. Keep wall or pillar or stick in front of him when praying so that the people may not pass in front of you. The Prophet said, his waiting for 40 years is better than his going in the front of men while praying. The Prophet said, It is better for any man to be powdered to earth, to be blown off by air like a refugee, than to cross the front of a praying man. Number 8. Try to take a seat in the first row. There is a hadith. If a man takes a bath, tells another to take a bath. If a man rises early and makes another awake early and goes near the imam and hears the sins which he has committed between the two jummas, an additional three days become expiration for him. Number nine, the prayer should be stopped at a time when the imam gets upon the pulpit. The prophet said, if a man says to another at the time when the imam delivers Address, be silent, he holds useless talk. The Juma of one who holds useless talk is not performed. Number 10, follow the Imam in Juma. When the Juma is finished, recite before the talk of chapters Alhamdulillah seven times, Ikhlas seven times, Falak seven times, Anna seven times. Certain sage said, he who does this remains safe up to the next Juma from the devil. Good deeds on the day of Juma. Number one, be present at the assembly of learning at dawn or after prayer. There is a hadith that to remain present in an assembly of learning is better than optional prayers of 1000 rakat. Number two, to meditate well for the auspicious moment. There is in a well-known hadith that there is a time on the day of Juma in which a Muslim is granted whatever he seeks. There is another hadith that says, he who prays does not lose it. There is a difference of opinion about this auspicious time. Some say that it is the time of sunrise. Some say that it is afternoon. Some say that it is the time of azan. Some say that it is when the imam gets upon the pulpit and begins his address. Some say that it is the last time of Asr prayer. Some say that it is spread across the day like the blessed night. So one has to seek it and should remain in meditation throughout the entire day. Some say that it is intermingled with every time of Juma day. There is This is the correct view. If this is supported by the following hadith. There is a day amongst your among your days when your Lord gives out breath. Be prepared on that day. This is the day of Juma among the days. Number three, it is commendable to recite Durud this time on the Prophet. That is the Salawat on the Prophet. The Prophet said that if a man sends Salawat on me 80 times on the day of Juma, God forgives his minor sins for 80 years. He said, O Prophet of God, he was asked, O Prophet of God, what is the salawat on you? He said, 
you should say, O God, bless Muhammad, thy servant, your prophet and your apostle, the illiterate prophet. Number four, recite the Quran more in this day, especially chapter Kahf. The Prophet said, if a man recites the Surah Kahf on the Juma day or night, he is given such a light which is visible from Makkah, and his sins are forgiven up to the next Juma, and the merits of three days in addition are given to him, and 70,000 angels bless him till dawn. He is saved from diseases, the pains of stomach, tuberculosis, and the trials of the jal. Number five, it is commendable to recite salawat at the time of entering the mosque and not to sit till one prays four rakats, reciting therein ikhlas fifty times in each rakat. The Prophet said, He who prays such will not die till he is shown his place in paradise. Number six, it is commendable to give charity on Juma day. The merits are increased manyfold. Number seven, keep yourself engaged in divine service for the whole Juma day after giving up worldly duties. Number seven, section number six, the prayers other than the obligatory prayers. There are three kinds of other prayers, the sunnat, the mustahab, that is the commendable, and the nafil, that is optional. The sunnah prayers is such a prayer which the Prophet observed for all the time. Such are the prayers after the obligatory prayers. The mustaha prayer is such a prayer of which the excellence has been described by the hadith and which the Prophet did not observe always. The nafil prayer is such a prayer which does not fall within the first two categories. When a man prays willingly for the pleasure of God other than the above two prayers, this is the nafil prayer. The Sunnah prayer. There are eight Sunnah prayers among which five are said along with the five times of prayers and three in addition. The afternoon prayer, the Tahajjad prayer and the prayer between Maghrib and Isha. Number one, two rakat of Sunnah before Fajr prayer. The Prophet said the two rakat of Sunnah before Fajr is better than the world and everything in it. Number two, six rakat of sunnah prayer for Zohar, four rakat before and two after. The Prophet said, he who prays four rakats after declining of the sun and makes ruku and prostration well and recites the Quran well, 70,000 angels pray for him and seek forgiveness for him up to the night. The Prophet said, if a man prays 12 rakat daily besides the obligatory prayers, a building will be built for him in paradise, two rakat before Fajr, four rakat before Zohar, two rakat before Asr, and two rakat after Maghrib. Number three, four rakat before Asr. The Prophet said, O God, have mercy on the man who prays four rakat before Asr. Number four, two rakat after Maghrib. Number five, four rakat after Isha. Hazrat Aisha reported that the Prophet used to go to bed after praying four rakat after Isha. Many learned men said that after collecting all traditions, that there are 17 rakats of sunnah prayers, two rakat before Fajr, four before Zohar, two after Zohar, four before Asr, two after Maghrib, and three rakat after Isha. With their prayers, the 
Hazrat Anas said the Prophet used to pray three rakats of witr after Isha, reciting therein Sabbihismi Rabbil Ala in the first rakat, Kafirun in the second rakat, and Ikhlas in the third rakat. Afternoon prayers, four noon prayers, it is up to eight rakats. Aisha said that the Prophet used to pray four rakats in the forenoon and sometimes increased it. This is the Ishraq prayers. Number eight, the prayers between Maghrib and Isha. The Prophet said there are six rakat prayers between Maghrib and Isha and of which the merits are great. The Prophet said that this prayer is included with the prayer of the Awabin. Optional prayers in weekly days. Sunday, the Prophet said, if a man prays four rakat on Sunday and recites in each rakat the opening chapter and Amanir Rasul, innumerable merits are written for him like the number of Christian men and females. The Prophet said, proclaim the unity of God by many prayers on Sunday as God is one and there are no partners for him. Monday, the Prophet said, if a man prays two rakats in the early part of Monday, reciting Fatiha once in each rakat, Ayat al-Kursi once, Ikhlas once, Surat Nas once, Falak once, and then after Salam, Istighfar twelve times, Durud twelve times, God forgives all of his sins. The Prophet said, if a man prays twelve rakat on Monday and recites in each rakat, at Surah Fatiha, Ayat al-Kursi, and then when he finishes, recites Ikhlas twelve times, Istighfar twelve times. He is said on the day of resurrection, O son of so-and-so, rise up and take your rewards from God. The first reward that will be rewarded to him is one thousand dresses, one thrown on his head, and he will be said, Enter paradise. A hundred thousand angels will greet him, and each angel will have a present and they will accompany him and they, he will carry they will carry him on a hundred thousand palaces of light tuesday the prophet said if a man prays 10 rakat in the early part of tuesday with fatiha and ayat al-kursi and ikhlas three times in each rakat his faults will not be written for 70 days if he dies on the last day he dies a martyr and his sins for the 70 years will be forgiven Wednesday, the Prophet said if a man prays 12 rakats after rising on Wednesday and recites in each rakats Fatiha and Ayat al-Kursi and Ikhlas three times, Surah Nas and Falak each three times, a proclaimer will proclaim near the throne of God, O servant of God, your actions will have been accepted and your future sins are forgiven. Punishments on the Day of Judgment will be lifted up from you and you will be given the actions of a prophet on that day. Thursday, the prophet said, if a man recites between Zohar and Asar two rakats with Fatiha and Ayat al-Kursi in the first rakat at 100 times, Fatiha and Ikhlas in the second rakat 100 times, the Durood 100 times, God will reward him with the fasting of Rajab, Shaban, Ramzan and the rewards of one Hajj and innumerable virtues will be written for him. Friday, the Prophet said there is a prayer on the Juma day when the sun rises up to one bow's distance or more and if a believing man makes full ablutions and prays two rakats 
with the faith and hope of reward of God, God writes for him 200 virtues and, and removes from him 200 sins. If a man prays for rakats, God will open for him in paradise 800 doors and forgive all of his sins. If a man prays 12 rakats, 1200 merits will be written for him, 1200 sins will be removed from him and there will be 1200 doors in paradise. The Prophet said, if a man on Jummah day enters a mosque and prays four rakats after Jua with Fatiha 50 times, Ikhlas 50 times in each rakat, he will not die till he has seen his place in paradise. Saturday, the Prophet said, if a man prays four rakat on Saturday with Fatiha once, Ikhlas three times, and then Ayat al-Kursi in each rakat, God will write for him, for every word, one Hajj and one Umrah and one year fasting and prayer for each word and he will reside with the prophets and the martyrs under the throne of God. The optional prayers in the weekly nights. Sunday night. The prophet said if a man prays 20 rakats in the night of Sunday with Fadiha and Ikhlas 50 times, Surah Nas and Falak once in each rakat, and recites istighfar 100 times and recites istighfar for himself and his parents and durood 100 times and takes refer to God by realizing himself from his own strength and then says, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah and I bear witness that Adam is one, is the chosen one of God and his natural creation, that Ibrahim is his friend, that Moses is Kalamullah, that Jesus is the Spirit of God and that Muhammad is the friend of God, he will get merits as innumerable as the people who made Kalmani against God before and who did not make Kalmani and on the day of judgment he will be raised along with the believers and it will be the duty of God to admit him paradise along with the prophets. Monday night. The Prophet said, if a man prays four rakats in the night of Monday with Fatiha and Ikhlas ten times in the first rakat, Fatiha and Ikhlas twenty times in the second rakat, and Ikhlas thirty times in the third rakat along with Fatiha, and Fatiha and Ikhlas forty times in the fourth rakat, and then returns salam and afterwards recites Ikhlas seventy-five times and seeks istighfar for himself and his parents 75 times and then prays for his needs to God, his dua will be accepted. Tuesday night, the Prophet said, he who prays two rakats therein with chapters Fatiha and Ikhlas 15 times each, Surah Nas 15 times, Falak 15 times, Ayat al-Kursi 11 times, istighfar 15 times will get ample rewards. The Prophet said, He who prays in Tuesday night two rakats with Fatiha in each rakat followed by Ikhlas seven times, God will replace him from hell and it will be for him on the day of resurrection a guide and a proof. Wednesday night, the Prophet said, He who prays two rakats in Wednesday night with Fatiha falak ten times in each in the first rakat, Fatiha and Nas ten times in the second rakat and then after finishing it reads Istighfar ten times and then the Durud ten times, 
seventy thousand angels come down for him from every heaven and write for him rewards up to the day of judgment. Thursday night, the Prophet said, He who prays two rakats between Maghrib and Isha, with Fatiha and Ayatul Kursi five times, Falak five times, Nas five times, and after prayer istighfar fifteen times and bestows up them for his parents, obeys his duty towards his parents, although he was disobedient to them before, God gives him what he gives to the Siddiq and the Shuhada, that is the martyrs. Friday night, the Prophet said, He who prays twelve rakats between Maghrib and Isha with Fatiha and Ikhlas eleven times, prays as if it were for twelve years for their entire nights and has fasted for the entire days. The Prophet said, Send many durood in the day of Jummah and in the night. Saturday night. The Prophet said, He who prays twelve rakats between Maghrib and Isha, a mansion is built for him in paradise. He gets rewarded for charity for each male and female and gets released from the Jews and it becomes the duty of God to forgive him. Annual Optional Prayers Such prayers are four, prayers of the two Eid, number two, Tarabi prayers, number three, prayers in Rajab, and number four, the prayers in Shaban. Number one, the Prayers of the two Eid. They are Sunnah Muakkada and they are there are several duties in them. Take a bath in the morning of the day of Eid, take dresses and use scents, go by one way and return by another. The Prophet used to observe it. He used to order the servants, slaves and the women to come out for prayers on this day. It is better to pray Eid prayers in open fields except Makkah and Baitul Maqdis. The time runs from sunrise to sun decline at noon. The time for animal sacrifice on Eid al-Azha runs from after the prayer to the end of the 13th day of Zilhijjah. Eid charity is to be given before the prayers. The forms of prayers run as follows. The Imam will pray two rakats with six takbirs in addition Three in the first rakat and three in the second. The imam will then deliver a sermon and then make munazat. Taravi prayers. It consists of 20 rakats. It is said to be in congregation. The prophet sometimes prayed it alone and sometimes in congregation. He said, I fear this prayer may be imposed on you as a compulsory duty. It was Umar ibn al-Khattab who directed the Muslims to observe it in congregation. The Prophet said, as it is more meritorious to observe compulsory prayers in the mosque than in the houses, so it is more meritorious to observe optional prayers in houses than in mosques. The Prophet said, the merits of one rakat prayer in the mosque of mine is 1000 times greater than observing it in any other mosque, and the merits of one rakat of prayer in the mosque of Kaaba is 1,000 times better than observing it in my own mosque. The prayer of one who prays in a corner of his house and knows nobody than God is better than all of these prayers. It is better, however, to pray Taraweeh in congregation as Umar ibn al-Khattab who did it.
Number three, the prayers in Rajab. The Prophet said, one who fasts five days in Rajab prays twelve rakats between Maghrib and Isha with a unit of two rakats each. His dua will be accepted. Number four, the prayer in Shaban. It is observed in the night of the 15th of Shaban. There are 100 rakats of prayers with units of two rakats. The earlier sages used to observe this prayer. The fourth kind of optional prayers. These are prayers that are connected with causes and there are nine in number. Number one, the prayer for solar eclipses. Number two, for lunar eclipses. Number three, prayer for rain. Number four, prayer for the funeral. Number five, prayer for entering the mosque. Number six, the prayer for wudu. The number seven, two rakats between azan and iqama. Number eight, two rakats at the time of coming out of the house for journey and two rakats at the time of entry into the house after the journey. Number nine, prayer for seeking good called istikhara prayers. The prayer for solar and lunar eclipse. The prophet said solar and lunar eclipse are two signs out of the signs of God. They do not occur for birth or death of anybody. When you see it, turn towards the remembrance of God and pray. He said it when his son Ibrahim died and the people ascribed it to lunar and solar eclipses. Prayer for rain. The prophet used to observe this prayer coming out in the open fields when there was drought and want of rain for continued long time. This should be preceded by fasting for three days. And then on the fourth day, the prayer is said to be in the open field of congregation for rain with the greatest humility of spirit and earnestness of mind and then invocation should be made in the following manner. O God, you have commanded us to invoke you and you have promised us to accept it. You have indeed invoked, we have indeed invoked you as you have commanded us. So accept our invocation as you have promised us. O God, shower blessings on us with your forgiveness and accept our invocation by sending us rain and giving us ample provision. The funeral prayers. This prayer is farzakafaya or binding on a community as a whole. It is optional only for one who is exempted owing to the presence of some members of the community in the prayer. The Prophet said if 40 Muslims who do not set up any partnerships with God Attend the funeral prayer of a Muslim, God accepts their intercession for him. Follow the person after prayer up to the grave and recite the following after entering into the graveyard. Peace be upon you, O the inmates of these houses of the believers and the Muslims. May God shower mercy on those who have gone before and who will come later on. We shall reach you if God wills, inshallah. Then standing by the side of the grave of the person just to be buried, recite the following. O God, your servant has returned to you. Be kind to him and show him mercy. O God, remove the earth from his two sides and open the doors of heaven for his soul and accept it with good acceptance. O God, if he is virtuous man, increase his virtues many fold, and if he is a sinner, please forgive him. The prayers after the entry into the mosque. It is two rakats or more, the prayers after 
ablution is also two rakats. The Prophet said, I saw Bilal in paradise and I asked him, For what action have you entered paradise before me? He said, I know nothing except the fact that I prayed two rakats after every ablution, that is wudu. At the time of coming out of the house and entering it after journey, pray two rakats. The Prophet said, pray two rakats when you go out of your house so that you may be saved from the halves. Prophet said, when any special work is not begun with the name of God, it goes without blessings of God. Istikhara prayers. This prayer is said before an action is undertaken to know whether it is good or bad. It is two rakats with chapter kafirun in the first rakat and chapter ikhlas in the second rakats. And at the end of the following invocation should be undertaken. O God, I wish to know it's good or bad with the help of your knowledge and I pray for the strength from you and I pray that you give us mercy and you know what we don't know and you know the unseen. Oh God, if you know the affair that this affair will be for my worldly and next worldly benefit and for the result of my affair sooner or later, give strength to me. Give me blessings therein and make it easy for me. If you know that this affair of mine will be bad for me and for my world and my next world and the result of my affair sooner or later turn me from it and it from me. You are most powerful over all things. The Prophet said, if any man amongst you proposes to do anything, let him pray two rakats and name the project and invoke with the above invocation. Prayer for necessity. If a matter becomes necessary for his religion or for his world, let him pray 12 rakats for the fulfillment of this necessity with ayatul kursi and ikhlas in each rakat and in the end of every two rakats, let him invoke as prescribed. Number 9. Pray for tasbih. It is also called Dua Mashura. The Prophet said to Hazrat Abbas, Shall I not make a gift to you? Shall I not show kindness on you? Shall I not love you with such things which, if you do, will be a cause for God to forgive your past and future sins, old and new sins, and open and secret evils? Pray four rakats as have been prescribed. Jazakallah khair wa salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.